You're listening to Flourish Weekly with Pastor Jen. We know you'll be encouraged by today's talk. Hey y'all, welcome back. I am thrilled that you are back. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Um, thanks for listening these last couple of weeks about self-care, um, you know, and just learning and understanding that self-care is not selfish, that rest is something that God is calling us to. Um, I feel like so many of you gave me so much feedback that um, those two conversations really um, struck a chord with you and um, struck up more conversations to have about self-care and about taking care of ourselves and resting. And um, I hope that you're adjusting your schedule. I hope that you're adjusting um, your calendar. And I hope that you're resting and having fun and making it a point to prioritize recreation and rest because that's that's really how God has created us. And he approves of it and he is for it. So I hope you're having some fun in your schedule and I hope that um, this week you are feeling more energized and, and ready to go. And if not, then just go back to the drawing board, go back to that schedule, um, and just continue to tweak it and, and pull away and spend that time with the Lord so that He can guide you and strengthen you um, in this journey to really find balance in our lives, um, biblical balance in our lives. So anyway, I hope you are doing well. This week I'm going to talk to you um, about this verse that really um, became my life verse um, in a time where I had come through a season of loss and of grief and struggle. And God really spoke to me through Daniel chapter 12, um, a verse that says, you will rest and then you will rise and receive your full inheritance. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today is um, there are seasons of rest And then there are seasons that it's time to get up and it's time to fight and it's time to be everything that God has called you to be. It's time to stop shrinking back and it's time to be courageous and bold and brave and get back out there and use those gifts and talents that God has given you. So before we get into it today, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I just humble myself. I thank you so much for this opportunity. I pray, Lord, that you would guide my lips, guide my words, help me to speak exactly what's on your heart today. I pray that you would strengthen the people today through your word, that you would strengthen and encourage, Lord, that you would open their eyes to see and be excited about who you've called us to be, about the possibilities of what life can be when we're brave enough to trust you and to step out and to obey you and to be led by your spirit. Father, I pray that all of our gifts and talents would be awakened this week and that you would show us ways that we can step out and use those gifts and talents for your purpose and for your good. Lord, we just love you and we honor you. Help me to do well at this today. I trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so I just want to just encourage you. You know what? Maybe you've been in a season of rest. Maybe you've been in a season of hiding. Um, Maybe you've been in a season where you're like David and you feel like you have been in the cave um, running from because of fear or intimidation, Um, but you find yourself feeling paralyzed and feeling, um, you know, just kind of stuck, whether it's in fear, intimidation, or maybe it's you feel stuck because you're just, you know, you've been worn out. Um, and so before I get into this too much, I want to say this, I'm never going to push or challenge you to step back out 
um, until before you're ready. Because you, if you've been tuning in these last several weeks, you know my story. You know that I had to really step back and take some time to heal. I had to um, really, I had to take a, a form of a sabbatical and heal my body and my mind and my, 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 my entire being really needed a time of healing because of burnout, because of, um, panic attacks. And if you haven't heard, you can go back a few episodes and listen to my story. Um, but I will never push or, um, encourage you to step out before you're ready. But I feel like so many of us, probably the majority of us, um, need to take the effort and use effort and take the initiative to start to step out. Um, you know, rest is important, but I always say, take the time to rest and then get back to work. We're not, we're not called to be people who are just sitters. We're called to be people who are doers. Um, God has created us to be creative. He's created us to um, to create things with our hands, to create things with our minds, with our, with the creativity that he has given us. And he's placed that inside of us to do things for the kingdom of God, to make a difference in our world and our families and our communities. And so, um, I just want to preface it with that, that if you are in a season of burnout or extreme stress, then this message is probably not for you. You can save it for later, but for the majority of you, this message is most definitely for you because I could not shake it. I couldn't, I I have not been able to shake, um, the need to talk about this message. And so I really want to start off by saying, stop shrinking yourself. Stop shrinking back. Stop belittling yourself. Stop thinking of yourself as less than who you are and who God has created you to be. Um, it's time to wake up to your surroundings and wake up to the possibilities of, of everything that has been provided for you and everything that God has has laid out for us. I think about the the prodigal son when he was um, when he was with the pigs and he was you know just in the mud and the Bible says that he it's like it dawned on him. The Bible says that it, he came to his senses is actually the phrase that's used there in the Bible. It says he came to his senses and he looked around and he realized, what in the world am I doing here? What am I doing in this mud with these pigs? I'm going to go back to my father's house. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go back to my father's house and I'm going to present myself to my father and I'm going to be humble and I'm going to ask if I can come back and be his servant. Um, and it said at the end of that 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 chapter it says so he got up and that is the phrase that that we have to acknowledge today is it's time to get up it's time to get up out of the mud it's time to get up out of the funk it's time to get up out of the the circumstances that have left you feeling paralyzed and stuck and frustrated and abandoned and abused and confused and and all of this this junk and these feelings that have kind of just settled on you and they have just pressured you into feeling absolutely stuck and feeling exhausted and you know what I'm sorry about your circumstances I am sorry about that relationship I am genuinely sorry that you have had to go through such hardship, but it comes to a point in everyone's life where we have to get up and we have to 
go to the father and we have to say, now here's the thing. The prodigal went back to the father and he said, I'm not worthy to be called your son. I've made some mistakes. So would you just let me be a servant in your household? Which is fine. And it, it and we do need to approach God with humility and we need to approach people with humility. But what God really laid on my heart from this verse and from this chapter for y'all today, for me today, is that God's not impressed with our um, religious false humility, um, some of the excuses that we use, and we just try to shrink ourselves, and we try to belittle ourselves, and we we try to hold back, and we try to make sure that we're not, you know, coming across proud, and all of that is is. It can be good if it comes from a pure heart of humility, but false humility doesn't impress God or, or being less than who God has created us to be doesn't impress God or not acknowledging the fullness of what he's provided for us on the cross doesn't impress God. What impresses God is faith. That the bottom line is the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Okay. Well, faith in what? Faith in that the cross provided for us salvation, freedom, healing. Um, We look at Isaiah chapter 61 and what a verse of good news that I love this prophecy. It says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to proclaim that captives be released and prisoners will be freed. To all who mourn, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his glory. Man, I love this chapter because it reminds me right now, it reminds me and it reminds you that God is has given us good news through the cross of Jesus that he has provided to set the captives free, to deliver us from this darkness and this shame and this guilt that we're sitting in, to deliver us from this frustration that we're sitting in, to deliver the prodigal from that that pigsty that he was sitting in, to get up and to go back home to his father. And so when he went back home to his father, his father said, come on in, go get the fattened calf, throw a party. My son is home. And so I want to use this as an example, not so much about you know, if you've, if you've strayed away from God, that is important to acknowledge that if you've strayed away from God and you are an actual prodigal who needs to come back to God and, and be welcomed back into his family, then that is, that is very important. But today specifically, I want to talk to those of us who are sitting in the pigsty of our circumstances, maybe not necessarily of our sin, maybe not necessarily because of our wrong choices, maybe it's because of other people's choices, maybe it's because of just our circumstances or our emotions or our feelings. And so we are just chilling in the mud, hanging out, starting to get comfortable in that mud and in that mess and in that gunk and in that filth. And God is over here saying, man, I've got the whole palace. I've got the whole pig. I've got the whole party ready for you. It's time to get up. Stop shrinking yourself. Stop accepting your circumstances. It's time to get up and it's time to fight. And it's time to come back to the fullness of who God's called us to be. Because God has gifted each and every one of us with something. He has planted something on the inside of you for a purpose. And you know what? 
It doesn't necessarily mean that like tomorrow we're going to have this massive platform and this massive um, amount of influence. You know what? I don't even care about any of that. I don't even care about having massive amounts of influence because I don't even know if I can handle that. I don't, I don't know if I can handle, um, the, the big stage or the big platform. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is being faithful with today. What I care about is being faithful with the people and the relationships and the influence that I have today. And for you, if that's three or four people, for you, if that's your small children, for you, if that's your, your, um, small group at church or your, your, your business or the people around you at work, whatever your sphere of influence is, that is where God is calling you to be faithful, to shake off the mud and to say, okay, God, you have gifted me with talents and abilities that I will begin to awaken and use for your glory. I'm going to use this for your kingdom. I'm going to use this to encourage people today. It's time for, okay, like that verse that I said in the beginning, we've rested. Daniel says, you will rest and then you will rise. Okay. We've rested. We've taken the time to spend time with the Lord. We've pulled back and made sure that we're doing self-care and we're being balanced. But then at some point it's time to say, okay, it's time to rise. It's time to get back into the fight. It's time to get back into the, to, to the arena and, and, and make a difference and be what God has called me to be. You know what? Healing is going to require effort. It's, it's, it's going to require effort on our parts. We have to, we have to freedom and healing and growth require us to use our effort. We have to apply wisdom that we've been taught. We have to personally choose to pursue healing. We can sit in church and we can listen to podcasts and we can sit. All of these things are good and necessary. You need to do that. You need to feed yourself with the word and with encouragement. But it's going to come to a point where you personally are going to have to pursue your healing and the change that you want in your life. It came to a point where the prodigal had to get up himself. No one else could pick him up. No one else could take him back to his father's house. He had to get up out of that mud and he had to go back home and he had to make the choice, take the initiative, stand up and walk, right? You have to get, we have to get so sick and tired of our current situation. We've got to get fed up with the, the, the feeling stuck. We have to get fed up with the frustration. We have to get fed up with the toxic relationships. We have to get fed up with feeling abandoned, feeling insecure, feeling rejected, We have to get to a point where we get so fed up with that, that then we begin to use our effort and our energy to pursue healing. There are so many resources out there in this world today. So many books by men and women of God who have gone before us, who have paid the price, who have been through their hardship and been through their struggle, and they have provided resources and information and knowledge and wisdom for us, but we have to do the work and put in the time to renew our minds with that, to wash our minds with the water of the word, to be in the word, to pursue healing and to hear what they say, and then to put it into action because knowledge is beneficial, but follow through is fruitful. Let me say that again. Knowledge is beneficial. It's beneficial for you to gather all of the knowledge that you can on on self-care and on self-help and how to take care of yourself and how how to have a healthy family and how to raise your kids right. Knowledge is beneficial, 
But the follow through from that knowledge is what will be fruitful in your life. That's what will begin to bring change is when we say, okay, I'm going to put into practice the things that I am learning. And so, so, you know, I said earlier that we have to get fed up with the insecurity, the rejection, all those things. You know what? Sometimes in our lives, I am guilty of this. We're all guilty of this. So, so, so take it with a grain of salt and hear my heart. There are areas in our lives that we are babysitting and accepting and using as an excuse instead of doing the work to be healed. There are things in our lives that we have just made our our little pet and we just cuddle up to our rejection and we cuddle up to our insecurity and we cuddle up to our laziness and we cuddle up to our shame. We cuddle up to our fear or our embarrassment or our disappointments or the wounds of what people have said about us. And we begin to accept those things and not only accept them, but we invite them into our lives to just stay and hang out. And you know, it is, it is terrible that you have gone through rejection. It is terrible that your, your mom or your dad or a teacher or a a sibling or someone in your life has wounded you and hurt you and rejected you. It is like, I can genuinely feel and sense the pain and the heartbreak and the weight of, of that rejection of what you're going through. And it is terrible, but let me tell you that will rob you if you continue to hold on to it, it will rob you of relationships. It'll rob you of the people that God has sent in your life to be the, not the answer, but the people in your life that God has sent to be what you need. So often, I'm going to use this as an example. So often we have such a wound and such a hurt from a past relationship and, and some other broken relationship, we have such a deep rejection from that, that then we can't even look up and look around and see the incredible, godly, healthy relationships that God has placed right there in our lives. God has sent somebody to be your Naomi. God has sent somebody to be your Ruth. God has sent somebody to be the person you cling to through the wilderness and through that that transitional time of grief and mourning, just like Naomi and Ruth. God has sent somebody to be your Timothy or your Paul. God has sent somebody to be your Jonathan or your David friendship. God has placed people in your life that you are pushing away and you are rejecting instead of looking up and saying, okay, God, I am reacting to this broken relationship. I am reacting to this 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 unhealthy relationship and because of that i'm not loving and accepting and receiving the fullness of the gift of the relationships that you've given me of people in my life who are pursuing you people in my life who love you people in my life who are pure and who don't have an agenda and who aren't trying to manipulate or control me people in my life who love me and ha- have my best interest at heart i'm pushing them away because i have an issue with rejection from my past and God is right there saying, look, I've provided the party for you. I've provided the fullness for you, but you've got to get up and you've got to shake off that hurt and that rejection. And you've got to, you've got to stop allowing that insecurity to rob you. Insecurity has robbed you from friendships for long enough. Insecurity has robbed you from stepping out and starting that business that you've wanted to start for long enough. Insecurity has robbed you from your marriage relationship long enough. Insecurity because of your past and your struggles. 
is something that God wants to heal. Go back to that that chapter in Isaiah that I just read. It says that I have come to heal the brokenhearted, to comfort those who mourn, to give you beauty for ashes. And so we're not going to belittle the fact that there are ashes and there is brokenness and there is hurt. All of that is meaningful to God. The Bible says that he stores our tears in a bottle. So our tears and our heartbreak, is it matters to God. The Bible says that he is acquainted with our shame. He is, he is, he is near to the brokenhearted. And so all, all God is asking though, is that we come to him and trade that trade the mourning for joy, trade the sorrow for, for hope and excitement, trade with him, our brokenness with the goodness and the fullness of what he's offered us. Trade our insecurity for his confidence, for identity, for soundness in who we are in Christ. Trade that insecurity that comes from a broken childhood for the fullness and the wholeness of being adopted as a child of God and being who, being accepted in the beloved and being a daughter and a son. Trade the rejection. It's robbed you long enough. In, in place of the rejection, receive those relationships that God's given us. Um, you know, and, and this is going to require some endurance because it doesn't just happen overnight. These things don't just fall out of the sky and fall on us. And suddenly, you know, from one day to the next, we're healed from the rejection and the wound and the, the struggle that we've been through. But in time, if we will see it through, if we will walk it out, if we will refuse to stop halfway, God will meet us. He will meet us and he will heal us and he will begin to awaken in us. And this is something that I have felt so strongly this week as I've prepared this, is that God's going to awaken in you ideas and newness and excitement for the future. You were made for today. You were made for today. For right now, for today, what is it that God wants you to get up out of that bed, get up off that couch, get up and 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 use who you are to touch someone's life. And I also want to encourage you, listen to me. If you are in a season where you can't do the big things that you used to be able to do, you can't do the 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 big exciting things that make you feel like you've done something great, that's okay, but do something today. Use the talent and the gift on the inside of you. Who God created you to be. Are you generous? Use your generosity. Are you loving? Use your love. Are you encouraging? Encourage someone today. Are you positive and uplifting? Encourage someone today. Are you friendly? Reach out to someone today. Are you none of those things and feel like you have nothing to give? Do it anyway. Because I'm telling you, when you will step out, stop shrinking back, wake up, step out into all that God has called you to be and just do something small today, it will not only transform that person's life, but it'll transform yours. Don't stop halfway in the wilderness and just start complaining like the children of Israel. Man, the children of Israel, they they got fed up. They started complaining about Moses and Aaron. And then they started to say, well, if only we died in Egypt during the wilderness, we're going to pray that God raises up a leader to take us back to Egypt. So here they were, leaving Egypt, leaving slavery, leaving 
hardship, going to the promised land, to the full fullness of God, to, to this place flowing with milk and honey. They were on their way over there and they got frustrated and tired and discouraged and mad at their leaders halfway through. So then they said, you know what? Let's just jump ship. Let's find another leader who will take us back to Egypt. If you're not careful and if I'm not careful, we will find a leader who will take us back to slavery and take us back to that muddy pit and take us back to those pigs. If we're not careful, sometimes that leader is just our emotions. Sometimes our emotions are the worst leaders in the world, and they will lead us right back to the rejection, right back to the rebellion, right back to the, to the, to the place of being stuck and abandoned. But you know what? If we will endure in those hard times in the middle of the wilderness, leaving Egypt is one thing, but enduring in the wilderness in that middle season between Egypt and the promised land, oh, that's a whole nother test of our faith. That's a whole nother test of our endurance. Don't stop in the wilderness and turn back. Don't give up every single day. Keep believing. Keep Keep listening to God's voice. Keep speaking his word. Keep pursuing the right people. Keep loving God and loving people. Don't give up in the wilderness and in the middle and start blaming people, blaming your leaders, blaming your spouse, blaming everyone around you. Don't start complaining in the middle. Don't do it. That's what the children of Israel did. Don't do it. Instead, keep enduring Keep pursuing. Keep one foot in front of the other. Keep finding something to be grateful for. Keep thinking of things that you have to be grateful for and then engaging in those relationships around you that are healthy and positive. Let those people feed you when you're struggling. Let those people pour into you when you're having a hard time. You know what? Sometimes just get around them. I remember there was times in my life where I was struggling so much I couldn't even talk. I could not even find the words to speak I was so broken and so burnt out and so in need of a deep healing and a restoration in my life. And there were, during those times, I would just get around those God relationships and I would just sit and just be. And they would be talking or they would be chattering or they would be sometimes not even talking and just being there, but I would just sit in their presence and just being near them. And that was my act of faith. Sometimes your act of faith is just saying, I'm going to just show up. Sometimes your act of faith is saying, I'm going to just, I'm just going to show up and I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to believe that God, you're working because I don't feel it. I don't see it. I can't imagine ever, ever feeling or being restored, but I know that your word says that you are the restorer. I know that your word says that you heal the brokenhearted. I know that your word says that you will give me beauty for ashes. And so today my act of faith is just showing up. My act of faith is just getting up out of this gunk and getting up out of this bed and getting up off this couch. Today, my act of faith is just pursuing you and pursuing godly relationships. Listen, when you're in the middle and when you're in the wilderness, Remember the triumphs. Don't just think about all of the hardship. Don't just think about all of the the difficulties. Remember the triumphs. Remember the Red Sea that parted. Remember remember the, the plagues that God sent to Egypt to deliver you out. And 
for us, how, how can that relate to us personally in our everyday lives? Well, remember what God did for you 10 years ago. Remember what God did for you five years ago. Remember that time that you that you needed him and he showed up right on time. Remember what he did on the cross, for heaven's sake. Remember salvation. Remember that we remember who you used to be and that he brought you out of the world and healed and saved and redeemed you and called you his own. Absolutely undeserving, he called us his own. Don't forget the triumphs. Don't forget that, that he saved you. Don't stop when you're weary and start making excuses for settling. Just don't stop. Just don't stop. Just don't stop. Just keep going. Keep pursuing God. Keep pursuing right people. Keep believing and God will meet you. I promise you. Look, healing takes time. Invest the time that you need to heal. Healing's going to take time, but God is in it and he is with you and he is for you. And time is never wasted. So we live in a microwave society where we want everything done in 30 seconds. And I get it. I am the world's worst <laughs> at wanting everything done right now. And God has taught me through through caregiving for, for 10 years and then for healing from burnout for two and a half years, these seasons of my life that felt so slow, I know now that they were some of the most beneficial and fruitful years of my life. Healing takes time, but if we will slow down, be still, and let God do the work. I heard a preacher say this morning, she said, slow down and let your faith manifest. Slow down, sit back. And that is so hard for type A type A people, type A personalities, it is so hard for you to just sit back and say, God, you're working. This is taking time. I'm not going to give up in the, in the middle. I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to just accept this. I am going to believe that in time you're going to show up right, right where I am and you are going to make a way. Slow down, accept that this may be a process, but you will heal and you will overcome. Just rise up Rise up now. Rise up. Start that business. Start journaling your thoughts. Start planning. Start putting things into your calendar. Start inviting people over. Maybe you're someone who has just isolated yourself to the point that you cannot even begin to imagine stepping out of your your bubble that you've created for yourself that protects you. Well, today, step out. Invite some people over. Host a dinner at your house. Host, host some people over for a brunch on a Saturday. Invite a couple people over just to sit and have coffee. Begin to step out. Begin to, to use the gifts and talents God's called you to use. Start a small group in your church. Um, start a Bible study in your, in your workplace. Whatever it is, it's time to step out. It's time to rise up. It is time to get up and go. Do it. God's got you. He's calling you. You can do this and you're not alone. I love you so much. I am believing for an incredible week. I am believing for newness, excitement, breakthrough. I am believing this week is going to be a great week. Be brave. You're not alone. Be courageous. Okay? You got this. I love you so much. Message me, share this on Instagram, on Facebook, send it to your friends via text, do whatever you got to do. Let me know that you're listening. I want to hear from you. I want to encourage you. I want to pray with you. And I just want you to know that I love you and we're in this together. 
Have a great week. We're so glad you joined us today on Flourish Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a friend and tag us on social media. You can also connect with Pastor Jen on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening.